Good morning. I am Cindy Vaughn. I love talking in the beautiful blessed KLGO, the word that's 1490 AM, information with inspiration, reminding you that we're streaming live at KLGO.net. You can also catch up with us at lovetalknetwork.com, and you're going to want to do that because today we're introducing a brand new topic as we begin to talk about truth and to drum roll truth right on into your heart in the studio with me are my two favorite love ladies the first lady of love miss evelyn davison and another one of our love ladies miss kathy Endebrock. good morning ladies good, good morning, morning. we were just sharing cindy that we have three generations of women sitting at this table today well, we got to find. Uh, we have to bring one of Kathy's daughters along so we can do four. Right. And That's kind of like the prayer breakfast we had this year with with uh, all the generations praying right. together. But it is an exciting day today. It's been a great week, and Kathy, we were out in your territory in Charlestown last night. Van and I had a date night. Yeah, you were telling me. And we me went to the. The wildfire, and then to modern Millie, and it, that was an old, oh, we saw that on Broadway one time, an old, old musical about the women uh, learning to work, uh, and basically it was around a telephone company, and it was an exciting evening. Yeah, the, can you, that's the, isn't that interesting, the controversy, the controversy of women working. That's really around thoroughly modern Millie. <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, it did change the course of our country. It changed everything, women in the workplace. Mm-hmm. It continues to have impact on where we're at today. I Rosie mean, the yeah. Riveter, yeah. <laughs> you know, ladies, we are moving into June, and June has a lot of exciting things, and that's followed by July and June. Of course, first up is um, is Father's Day, and then we have Flag Day in June. You know, it's again we uh, a lot of communities have parades and really honor our nation and our founders as we prepare for July Fourth and America's uh, uh, 237th birthday party, and it's going to be an exciting mm-hmm. summer for us. So, Cindy, as we uh, are moving into this, we certainly want to get a broad view of what we're going to be talking about through the summer and let people know that as they uh, miss us, and we know that they will, Kathy, uh, because we all have lives. That's um, true. We'll miss ourselves part of the time. <laughs> coming and going. All, yeah, what does that mean? It means we're coming and going, too. And uh, we're going to have some summer. Aren't we, Miss Evelyn? Tell me we're going to have some summertime. Oh, we are. You know, I've got a big thing coming up in Houston. Class seminars is coming up in July. And um, it's a new revamped thing. We've worked on it a year. And so we'll be talking a little bit about that. But, but and that's learning to be a messenger. And, and you've got, uh, you're going to be doing a couple of TV shows a month on On Point Broadcasting. Right. You've got a new series there. It's going to be called Love Talks yeah. On Point. And uh, I've uh, we are working this week on the Good News Journal, and the front page story is about a guy named uh, Frank Hansen, who is a World War II uh, veteran who just got back from Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. and how he uh, he met his wife. Cindy, he met Miss Edna uh, in Austin on 6th Street. Uh, back in the 40s, and he... Uh, it was a hot place then, huh? uh, Well, I guess. Well, I, I don't guess know some about good that. things can come out of 6th Street. All and right. He, it, 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 you'll have to read the story, and it'll be out next week, and we'll encourage you to get that at any of the Walmarts or Taco Bells. But he met uh, Miss Edna. In three hours, he asked her, would you like to marry me tonight? And she said yes. <gasps> 
Wow. Now, that's okay, love. that's a story. <laughs> that is a story. But the thing that's funny about that, and it, it's not really funny, but it was ironic that he was shipped to the Middle East for three years and has quite a story of how they prepared to invade Japan. And um, when he came home, you know, after the war was over, got off the train, and you know how all the movies show, you know, everybody, all the wives waiting. He passed Miss Edna up and didn't even recognize her. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's a story. A three-hour rendezvous in a But they had been married six years. Yeah, what would you do? That You know, that's almost as bad as, like, missing a 25th-year wedding. That's worse. I don't know if that... I, you know. Oh, Sarah. Yeah, well, I think it's worse if you left at the station, your husband not even know who you are. But yeah, they, that one ranks pretty they've high. They've been married there. more than 60 years, and they are a delightful Gosh. couple. And uh, that's one. Another story being the Good News Journal is about Colt McCoy. Colt is now yeah. selling boots, and that is quite a story. Oh, for I knew he had a book out with uh, Will yes. Davis, but yes. I didn't know about no, the with, boots. Um, I thought uh, it was with Will. Lake Hill. No, it's not with Will. It's with the Lake Hills. Oh. Uh, no, it was Stone Pastor. Okay. The Stone Pastor. I oh, can't okay. think what his name is. But it is a good one. Uh, the, but he, uh, they're doing some work with the Wounded Warriors. And so mm-hmm. lots of exciting things are going on. So you don't want to miss our summer. Okay. Well, speaking of which, now, Kathy, I know you're in and out this summer. And you've got a lot going on in, in your life with your family and also with your ministry. And we want to hear some of that. But here's where we've been. We've been in this dialogue about be not afraid and what it is the the umbrella of be not afraid is about the yes life how can you say yes to god if you are captured and in bondage mm-hmm. by fear and so we walked that out and guilt and so we talked about that we talked mm-hmm. about guilt we talked about fear we talked about simplicity all of those kinds of things and then we went on to talk about what was alarming were you awake? Are you alarmed? Are you afraid? And Kathy had done some beautiful development on that. And we talked about, you know, it's an alarming world. What alarms God versus what alarms us? You know, the things that alarm us are often things that uh, are either circumstantial or cultural. Sometimes the things that alarm us are not necessarily the things that we see principally in the Bible about what would be alarming to God. And we talked about that. We talked Mm -hmm. about distortion, deception, compromise, lack of purity, and relevance, those kinds of things. And today we're going to go more into that one principle of what it takes to be not afraid, to understand what your destiny is, And what is that, Evelyn? Well, it's the way. Uh, Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And so we're going to pick up the truth today, and that's going to be our focus for a couple of weeks. uh, Because we know that Jesus is the way, Cindy. And, you know, the the Lord is not alarmed about what's going on. He knows all, sees all. Um, But we are alarmed. We have to be alarmed about some of the direction that our nation is taking because uh, one of the things that we really see in this generation is that government is taking the place of God and is taking away a lot of the freedoms that we have. And, and we're going to talk about a few of those today. But the important thing is, is what is truth? What is truth? And as we look at that, truth is what gives us the life 
in the spirit of God to live in a time like we're living in today with the security and knowing that he loves us, he cares for us, and he has a plan for our life. Hmm. Well, there are a bunch of things going on in the news with regard to that kind of thing. I guess, you know, I've become a little bit of a, a turtle or an ostrich, you know, I'd, I'd rather just stick my head in the sand to some degree because it's not like I'm a fatalist, but in the degree that I understand that the Lord wouldn't want me to be paralyzed by the news, which is sometimes what you can do. You can mm-hmm. either become embittered, enraged, or paralyzed. And somewhere in there, when you when we learn how to manage the truth, is maturity. And But you're right, there's plenty of stuff, the stuff with the Boy Scouts, the stuff with the IRS, the stuff with the AP, There, there's and, and of course, that's not to mention, we have the stuff with North Korea, we have the stuff with Syria, mm-hmm. I mean, there's just mm-hmm. any number of things. What is your take on that, Kathy? I mean, I think when it comes down to um, all of these things happening around us, we really have to ask ourselves, well, who do we hope? in and who do we trust in and if we hope in government and trust in government we are going to be alarmed we are going to be paralyzed we are going to want to give up and throw in the towel but if we look at 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 all of these events and say our hope is in the lord our trust is in the lord then we can look truthfully at what is happening around us and um but we we, as the Bible says, will not be shaken. We may be pressed, mm-hmm. but we will not be crushed. And so, yeah, I, I, you know, when I see all these stories, I think, you know, I can see all the things the enemy is doing. But I know that mm-hmm. all hearts are in God's hands and all events are at his disposal. And there is nothing that takes him by surprise. And so I... <laughs> You know, I just continue to say, all right, Lord, what is my work in this? What am Mm -hmm. I to Mm -hmm. do in this? What would Mm -hmm. you, how would you have me respond to this? And really turn to him for answers Mm -hmm. rather than turn to the media for answers. You know, Evelyn, you, you talk a lot about uh, a particular principle that I think, I, I think it's important for our listening audience to know as we jump off into this conversation about truth today, it isn't just that we're trying to promote our understanding of of truth we're going to come through and we're going to talk about principles well why do we talk about principles around truth and it is because of one thing that you have drilled home over the years that is this that when we focus on the truth of who god is then god through truth builds trust absolutely in Mm -hmm. him it isn't about us becoming self-righteous and saying, hey, my truth, you know, you better adhere to my truth. No, it is about truth becoming embodied in my heart such that my trust in God is enlarged. That is true. And, you know, our theme this year for National Day of Prayer is in his name, mm. the nations mm-hmm. will put their trust, not find it, but put it. Mm-hmm. You have to find it first before you can put your trust in God. And that's what's really going on, I think, in our world, Cindy, of media and and even churches and with the Boy Scouts and all of the things that's going on is just this week. The latest report from IRS is that they went after a number of pro-life groups. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they've been after uh, ministries, but the pro-life groups. In one case, an IRS official demanded that every board member of Coalition for Life of Iowa sign a statement pledging to do two things. 
number one, to not protest Planned Parenthood clinics, and the IRS demanded to know the content of their prayers. Now, when you get <laughs> it, that invasive, wow. wanting to know what are you, not only you can't talk about Planned Parenthood, but what are you praying about? Well, that tells me they are really skittish about people praying, because when we people pray, you know, the nations put their hope in God. I don't know. That's simple-minded. Cindy, don't look at me. <laughs> no, I'm stunned. I'm actually stunned because I'm thinking about uh, the future of health care being <laughs> in the same hands of those who have a certain mindset, which is the IRS. I, right. You know, I have always had such faith in uh, public servants. I do mm-hmm. know that there are some who are very dedicated. Now, it's true. I did leave public service because right. of social engineering. You it know. becomes polluted. Let's, mm-hmm. You know, we agree. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm stunned up Iowa. I'm going to write this down. Oh, my gosh. But uh, there there are lots of stunning things going on. What, what are you thinking about the Boy Scouts? Well, I, my thinking about the Boy Scouts is not necessarily organization because organizations come and go. But the threat to the churches that in that are involved in sponsoring, I don't know what the percentage is for Boy Scouts, but it's very, very, very high, which means that churches, if they cannot support the platform or the program, then they will no longer charter. And I do know this. We got a good news report this week, news release, that there is an organization planning a whole new format uh, for churches who can continue with the moral code of the Boy Scout. I think very definitely there should not be no leadership in the direction that would in any way interfere with the sexual direction of a young man or a, a young boy. Mm-hmm. Now, I think, Cindy, and you and I may not, we may not agree on this, but I think to lay that on a child and say you can't come in because you might be thinking about this. That's a whole new territory. Yeah, that is, you know, a lot of the stuff that I get through email is pretty incendiary and not always informed. But a lot of the stuff came through on the Boy Scouts made it look like they were voting on the issue of leadership. Mm -hmm. But actually the open door is that uh, young men who come into the Boy Scouts will not be rejected if they are uh, homosexual. Now, do I know what that looks like? No, because I, I was a brownie. I mean, what do I know about the Boy Scouts? You know? <laughs> came out right in. We didn't that, have That's right. You know, but, yes, as a, as a woman, I've been, you know, I've been in a number of different sports and organizations where clearly there were people of different sexual preferences. And so... Uh, you, in some cases, you have to just learn to deal with it, you know, mm. rather than... And, and major untruth. What is the that, truth? That's right. Hey, it is time for us to take our break. We're going to come back, and we're going to talk more about life. Is it about knowing the truth or living the truth? This is Love Talk on the Word.
Good morning. I am Cindy Vaughn. I love talking in the beautiful blessed KLGO, the word 1490 AM information with inspiration, reminding you also that we're streaming live at KLGO.net and that you're going to want to throughout the summer as we progress through this series on, on truth. You're going to want to catch up with us on the archives of, at lovetalknetwork.com. Ladies, as we went out on break, we were talking about all the things that are going on in America and, you know, how do you under, how do you, uh, cipher through truth, you know, and, and of course society would tell you, oh, well, you know, don't be judgmental or be tolerant. I mean, or then we have the other people who are completely enraged. But, um, Mm -hmm. what is it that Evelyn, you would want to, to convey to people in America, who are confused about truth. Well, Cindy, because we're not just heard now in America, we're heard worldwide, and I apologize my voice today, it's really bad. Uh, we, um, we know that knowing the truth uh, is not enough. Uh, we've got to live it mm-hmm. in a way mm-hmm. that people can see it. Mm-hmm. That is why Jesus gave us that great commission where he said, get up, get out, go tell. He told the disciples, do not stay here in the city because co- oppression and confusion is coming and a truth will be attacked from every direction. Get up, get out, and go tell people that you know me and that, that I am the way, I am the truth, I'm the light. But it reminds me of a of a story that we got with the Good News Journal about a little a woman that lived in a small Arkansas town, and we really need to be praying for Arkansas and Oklahoma. There was Kansas. another two mile tornado mm-hmm. path that went through there uh, yesterday. Uh, it was a single mom, and she had a, a new baby, a single mom with a new baby, and um, she really was having some hard days and. Uh, she had a neighbor that began to visit her a little bit and stop in every day to see if she could help her or whatever. And it took a little while, but after a few weeks, the neighbor shared more of her time and uh, more than just her time, and she began to tell her about her hope and her faith in God's plan for life. And uh, as she shared that, the young woman prayed to receive Christ. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that is what the get up, get out, go tell principle is saying but the interesting thing about this story is that some of the friends of the young mother who came after the fact uh really raised questions about the lady next door and what was her purpose and said do you really know what they're going to be teaching you and the young woman said here's what i know they held my baby while i when I needed help, she came and held my baby. And so that's what life is, Cindy uh, and Kathy, for us, if we know the truth, is that we live it in a way that we are love on display, love on parade before a world that is mm-hmm. seeking and searching for what? The truth about the issues of life. And the truth about the issues of life always involves eternity. Mm-hmm. You know, what is this yes life that we're talking about? Mm. Well, we're going to be talking about basically the way, the truth, and the lie. You know, Kathy, Jesus says uh, in John 14, he says, I am. Mm-hmm. And then in the Old Testament, at a particular point in history, God says 
to the Israelite children. Actually, says it to Moses in the commissioning mm-hmm. of Moses with regard to the deliverance of the Israelite children. He says, "I am who I am." I always want to laugh a little bit at that because I always think of Popeye the Sailor Man, <laughs> uh, not to be in irreverence to God. But you know, what is it that you want to say about God calling forth both? Uh, himself uh jesus himself as divinity god at that particular moment in history naming himself because we're mm-hmm. going to start we're going to roll back this principle of truth back to the very very beginning because mm-hmm. you know people mm-hmm. have in our in our age have been debating the existence of god whether god really did create what he says he created are there many gods? Is there one God? Is Surely you, you mean Christians don't really mean there's only one way to God is there. And so here we're going to yeah. be talking about the way, the truth, and the life. So we've got to, to some degree, we've got to start all the way back at the beginning mm-hmm. where God says to himself, here's who I am. Yes. Well, and I think, you know, we have so confused, as you were saying earlier, before we had started, we've so confused this idea of tolerance with mercy. And and so we we really don't understand um, where to draw the line sometimes. And there's so much in a name. You know, when God introduced himself to Moses, Moses was God was asking Moses to do this huge thing. Go and talk to Pharaoh. I mean, Moses could be put to death before he ever reached Pharaoh's throne. Very likely. In this day and age, if you tried to get to Pharaoh, boy, there's no (laughs) telling. FBI, (laughs) you'd be in trouble. You'd get put down in a dungeon and we'll get out no time soon. Well, God said, Moses said, well, who do I tell them has sent me? And God said, I am. Tell them I am has sent you. And that's the name that we know, Yahweh. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I love when we fast forward all the way through, uh, to the New Testament and we look at Jesus, so many people say, well, Jesus was just a prophet. Well, Jesus very clearly stated that he was God by drawing back to this name Yahweh. When the Pharisees and Sadducees, the teachers of the law, were asking Jesus, who are you? Are you God? Jesus said, before Moses was, I am. This is when they picked up the rocks. That they all picked up the rocks. That is exactly <laughs> right. We're about to do you in. <laughs> and I think this name, it's, you know, there's so much in a name. And I love that the Lord has given us this name to grab a hold of and know him for who he is. And, you know, Eric and I have the funniest story with our girls and coming up with each of their names. We actually mistakenly stumbled across our, our first daughter's name because I heard this song and um, I loved I thought this song was about this girl named Aaliyah who was fantastic and just you know bright eyed and and I thought well I'm likely never having children but if I ever did I would name my daughter Aaliyah and so fast forward then oh my goodness seven years and we found ourselves pregnant with our first daughter and I told Eric it's Aaliyah I, I just love this name Aaliyah and so she was born and we thought we want to go find her name so I I re- referenced him back to this song 
and we found there was no such song. <laughs> the name was not Aaliyah. The name was Leah. And they were saying, ah, uh, oh, Leah. Oh, and But, Leah. but yeah. as it turns out, Aaliyah in Hebrew, which we wanted a Hebrew right. name because we come from that background, Aaliyah in Hebrew means to exalt or lift up before God. And so... I just love the way that he works, that, you know, every situation, every event is at his disposal. And so before um, Aaliyah was, God is, he is the I am, and he had her name, and he had that name for us, and he just had to get it to us. I love (laughs) that. I love you have a name story? Well, well, not really, but I'll tell you what I grew up with in the, I'm the older generation here, was the Popeye series. Yeah. Uh, we on Saturday afternoon went to the Popeye Club. It was a movie house. Went for a nickel. And the first thing you heard was Popeye saying, I am that I am. Yeah. Remember? Popeye, I am the strong man. man. I am the strong man. I am that I am. And he ate spinach. And, of course, we've gone through, you talk about truth, we've gone through about four stages of, of um dietitians saying spinach is not good for you. Then come back, spinach is wonderful for you. Spinach is not good for you. But we know with um, with Popeye, with spinach and his wife, olive oil. <laughs> <laughs> you know his wife was olive oil? Yes, I uh, do. That is a good diet combination. Well, you know, we're, it's time for us to take our break. We're going to come back, and we really are talking about I am who I am, not Popeye the Sailor Man. (laughs) This is Love Talk on the Word. Good morning, I am Cindy Vonna, and you are listening to KLGO, the word 1490, information with inspiration. We're love talking in the studio with uh, the First Lady of Love, Miss Evelyn Davison, Kathy Endebrock, and I, and today we're introducing um, the new series that we're beginning on truth. And we had to roll this back, you know, ladies, because of the times that we live in. If you're going to talk about truth, where where do you really begin? Is it your truth, my truth, and and where do you pick up truth in the Bible? But but one of the things that Evelyn had done in, in developing the notes for the program was to talk about the scriptures and in. Exodus 3 and also in the New Testament, we talked about John 14, where God says, I am. And it's important, and we're laying the groundwork there. We're going to talk about that because we're going to come through and talk about seven principles of what God is saying when he says, I am. But Kathy introduced something, I thought, with regard to her firstborn, Aaliyah. I I love that. And... uh, because for us, when we name our children, oftentimes we are we really have great hope in our hearts. Mm-hmm. In other words, we're mm-hmm. we're like calling it forth. Mm-hmm. There's some of the same semblance of what God is doing when He's naming mm-hmm. Himself and naming others 
But when God does it, it isn't just he's hoping for it. He's actually imparting. When he names himself, he is, there's power in that name. When he names others, he's imparting to them their destiny. That's true, Cindy. And he changed names sometimes. He changed Paul, uh, Saul's name to Paul. Um, mm-hmm. And he named his own self. He named, he named, he said, you will call him Jesus. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he, he prophesied. I mean, he spoke that over. That was truth he spoke over. But we do need to look at what's in a name. You know, uh, for God, it is establishes who he is. Not who he was, not who he will be. But what does it say, Cindy? I am. Well, I think it's precious in, in some ways. I'm, we're making it sound because, because the words that he uses for himself, I am, I am who I am, I am, can seem so mysterious. But in fact, I believe in the heart of God, in the very character of God, he was willing to speak his name to humanity so that we would know like we know one another. I know Kathy's name. I know your mm-hmm. name. I call mm-hmm. you by mm-hmm. name, not just to breed familiarity, but because we have a relationship. And when we speak to each other in our names, what are we doing? We're building trust with one another. Mm, and, I mean, the Lord even commands us, do not take my name lightly. Don't mm. use it in vain. And, um, you know, I, the, the Hebrew people would not even say the name name. Yahweh. They wouldn't even write out the Y-A-A, you know, the whole, they would abbreviate it. And then later they actually use the word Hashem instead of Yahweh. And Hashem just means the name. So like when you were talking about God, you know, if, if you were talking with uh, another rabbi, he wouldn't even say Yahweh because it was so holy. It was so powerful. It was it was just this greatness, this glory that was too great to even speak. So you mm-hmm. would just say the name Hashem and everybody would know exactly who you were talking about. And uh, the name above all names, the name above all names. Mm. Well, you know, that's so interesting because those are the things that have lost their way in the society in which we live today. Uh, in our Jewish you, you mean reverence and holiness? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. And honor and trust uh, and acclamation, you know, that we would just proclaim the name of Jesus over something. And there are times when I'm just in such serious trouble, all I can say is Jesus. <laughs> yeah. You know, the power of his name mm-hmm. is powerful. And yet that is the thing that people don't understand if they if it's not part of who they are. Because when Jesus comes in, we're that's our roadmap, Cindy. When he comes in and we present ourselves to him, according to Romans 12, then we become, our body becomes a temple of who he is. You know, Evelyn, I've got a, this is a bit little rabbit trail and, okay. and a selfish like little rabbits. rabbit trail. But uh, several years ago, you know, I had that accident leaving my car where, oh, I, yes. where I separated my foot from my leg. I mean, there was soft tissue kept it together, but every bone was crushed and oh. shattered. And so when I, at first I think I'm going to break my neck on the way down. Then when I finally get down and I can come to, I realize that my foot's at this very, very odd angle and I can see my big bone about Mm -hmm. to come through the skin well you know ambulance comes this that and the other bunch of surgeries well I am 
at this point back home in bed and going to be in bed for the next three months. And by that, no, you can't, you know, you can't put any pressure. Don't, don't get up. Don't do anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go to the, to the ladies room and that's it. That's all you can do. And I would wake up because there were so many muscles that got mm-hmm. either sliced and nerves and this, that, the other, that the pain, especially at night, was just phenomenal because whether they had cut through the muscles to do surgery or whether things yeah. were severed, it, you know, anyway, all to say is I would wake up, wake myself up in the middle of the night crying out the name of Jesus. Jesus. That's, mm. you know, Jesus. So I understand that. And also, you know, the people in Rwanda in the great genocide, they, the, some of the news reports were that as people had been in massive burials had been put into these mass graves, some, many of them dead already, some mm-hmm. of them dying, that what you could hear as they were being covered over by the opposing soldiers was people at their very last breath crying out Jesus. the name of Jesus. Mm. Mm. So when we talk about the power of a name, there is something so visceral there's something so deep within us that in our moments of greatest need, how many times even on television have we heard people on their knees cry out, oh, God, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. cry out the name of God. But today we're talking about, like in Psalms 9, 10, it says, those who know your name trust you. For you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. And Evelyn, you mentioned it just a little bit. And Kathy, you may want to go through this. When God names people, what does that mean? And what are some examples of those that he has renamed? Well, Evelyn mentioned one earlier when he changed the name of Saul to Paul. We see that in the New Testament in the book of Acts. And then there's also probably the most uh, famous is Abram was changed Mm -hmm. to Abraham. And um, Sarah, it's like I am Abram. Yeah, I am, am. I am is part of it. And then Sarai was changed to Sarah, and that I love because Sarah means princess, and it placed her within the royalty, the royal family, and she would ultimately, um, through her line, we would see Christ come through her, and so that was amazing. And we also see Jacob's name was changed to. Israel. Mm-hmm. Now, what is, what do you all think is really going on here? I mean, is it because God's just, you know, he's got a big baby name book and he's sitting up there flipping through and going, oh, I like the sound of this one. What's going on when God's renaming well, those Well, it's because the name is significant. Mm. Names, uh, especially in the Hebrew family, were very, very significant. And um, the, as Jesus uh, was um, coming as I am. I am the way, I'm truth, and the life. His name was set forth. And Emmanuel was one of those names. Jesus was one. Christ is one. And each one of those have a different meaning. So just as, you know, God taught the Hebrew children how to name their children, or he changed their names, he did that for him for his own self and when he named his son. It is time for us to take a break. Uh, Kathy, I know you've got a uh, a message that you want to get out uh, about a benefit. 
Oh, yes, absolutely. Well, you know, it's when we're talking about truth, it's not just speaking it, but living it. I love Georgetown because we are a community that just loves one another. There's this beautiful, vivacious nine-year-old girl, Amanda Watson, and she has, um, she is basically, they're, they've discovered she has stage three brain cancer. Mm. And so the community, the entire community has just come together and are throwing a huge benefit to raise funds to help with all of those medical expenses. And that is going to be um, one week from today, Saturday, June the 8th, um, from 3 to 7 p.m. at Crestview Baptist Church. And they're going to be having dunking booths and all kinds of games, prizes, pony rides, climbing walls, bounce houses, barbecue, local mm. music. It is going to be so much fun. And I know if, if you Facebook, the easiest way to find them is you go on Facebook to Amanda's Prayer. And it's just incredible you can read all about amanda and it tickets are ten dollars a person and can be purchased ahead of time and through crestview baptist church but if you go to facebook to amanda's prayer you can learn all about it and get more details awesome we'll be looking forward to that evelyn we're going to take our break but i and when i come back i'm prepping you because i got a big question when we come back Okay. okay so why does god name himself this is love talk on the word Good morning. I am Cindy Vonna. Love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the word 1490. Information with inspiration reminding you that we're streaming live at KLGO.net. You can also catch up with these three goofy love ladies at lovetalknetwork.com. And we're introducing today a new topic under the Be Not Afraid and the Say uh, Yes Life, Say Yes to Life, the Yes Life, if I get this right in just a moment. And we're talking about truth. And, of course, we're in our wrap-up. And today we wanted, we wanted to really roll it back to foundational truth. And we're going to talk about that under the seven principles of God next time when we meet with you. But, Evelyn, I, I asked you a question going out on break. And I think this is important as we as we look at this closing seg- segment. Why is it that God declared who he was in the Old Testament to Moses? Why did he name himself? Well, he, wa- he wants us to know him, Cindy. And you can't just say the God of somewhere. Uh, his name, I am, is... Has, was for a purpose, but it, more than that, it was full of promise because he didn't say, I was here yesterday, I'm leaving you because I'm mad at you. You know, that's what we do in relationships. God doesn't do that. And then also, when he named his, himself, uh, it, it indicates he's got a plan and he has the ability and the power to fulfill that plan. That's what Romans 12 teaches. I think one of the main reasons it it deepens uh, our love for him to know that he is that personal. He didn't say, I'm the God of somewhere, or he said, I am. He made himself personal to us. 
And as we think about that, it was for a reason. And that reason was to enlarge our trust, Cindy. Bring us to the point that we really do trust him. You know, in our nation, when our, the founding fathers put their heads together to write the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution of the United States of America, and the Bill of Rights, the number one right was that we as citizens of this nation would pursue the God that we know, the God of I am. And it's what has given us through the years the blessing of God on this nation. When we think about it, uh, we were just talking uh, over the break about Kathy going to Australia. Nick Voichis is from Australia. We had him last year here for uh, NDP, for National Day of Prayer. He just returned a few weeks ago from Romania. One million people in Romania came to trust the name of Jesus, to trust the name of Jesus. And the, and, and the scripture said, you shall call his name Jesus. Why? Because he will save his people from their sin. So mm -hmm. I am is not a past tense term. Mm -hmm. It's not a, just a future tense term. It is where we live right now. I am with you right now. That's right. You know, um, the reason why we've rolled this back to this conversation that God um, allows to happen with Moses, that's quite stunning in itself. Mm -hmm. And where he reveals himself, although cloaked, but reveals himself to Moses, assigns Moses and commissions Moses, he does it all under the I am, because Moses' question to him was, who shall I say sent me? Mm -hmm. You know, I, I'm going to show up, and the first thing they're going to say was, who are you, buddy, <laughs> and who sent you? And then this is when God reveals to himself. And the main reason for us having this conversation in our culture today is to hit on something, the very first principle we're going to talk about next time, which is that God exists. He's not just an idea. Evelyn, he's not just your idea or the expression of what you think God is. Kathy, he's not just the expression of who you have determined he is or that I have determined he is. He said, I am. Apart from all of you, I am. I am what created this. I exist. I'm not just an emotion. I'm not just a thought. I'm not just a paradigm. God exists. That is the number one truth that society is grappling with today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Does God exist or not? Well, and I love the fact that it is, it, he is inexhaustible. I know with my girls, when they need mom and they need more of mom and they call on mom and mom help with this and I need you for this. I just cannot wait for 11 o'clock to get here so that I can fall asleep on my pillow. <laughs> and I love that no matter how often we call on the name of the Lord, we go before him in prayer, we call on him in time of need. He will, we can never exhaust him no matter how deep our need is for us, for, for him, no matter how deep our need is, we cannot go beyond, um, 
what he can deliver us from and what he can deliver to us. Mm, That is powerful. One of the things about him that is so astounding to me, uh, ladies, is the fact that he never leaves us. Mm. You know, I make so many mistakes. Every week I go to bed at night and, why did you do that, Evelyn? You know, why? Or why did you do say this? Or why didn't you do this when they said that? You know, you just spend those days of your life looking back at the whys. But we know that he spoke to Paul about that in Romans eight twenty eight, And this is what God said. Jesus said, I know. I know. I know you. I know the plans I have for you. Uh, therefore good and, and and he told Jeremiah the same thing mm-hmm. and he says in Romans 8 23 all things come together for whom for those who know me who love me and who are involved in the life that I give them so we don't have to be afraid we don't have to live without trust or grace because it is grace Cindy that makes this the value the gift that is absolutely indescribable mm. or indispensable. How can we live? How can you live, Kathy, every day without the grace and knowing that God is giving you what you need to care for your family and to encourage others and be a woman? Well, and it's amazing, Evelyn, because God pours out his his blessing. He, You know, I, I heard this quote. I'm trying to, I believe it's from Piper. He's, the cross is where truth and mercy meet. I mean, he is extending to us all the time his authority, his power, and yet he is never conforming to us. He never, mm-hmm. he, as you said, Cindy, he is I am. He is the self-existent one. He does not conform to who we are or who we need him to be. He is it. He is, it is us who get to be conformed to him. We get to be conformed to his image, to his mind, to his heart. And that is just an incredible for the for the finite to be conformed towards the infinite is a great adventure. And, um, you know, that is an adventure that never ends. Glory to God, never ends. No, and you get to go back home to Australia. (laughs) (laughs) Or the mansion he's building. Well, you know, in our closing moments, you know, I guess what I want us to do is to pick up that byline, that headline we talked about at the very beginning, not just the I am, um, but the one where Jesus says, I am the way, mm. the truth, and the life. Ladies, for those out there who either believe that they know what that means, or for those out there who have no idea what that means, what would you say to them about the audacity of God to say such a thing to them, and what does it mean for their life? Well, Cindy, it's life. That's uh, the thing that uh, the young woman in Arkansas said. They held me, my baby. Mm. That's what life is. Uh, it's, truth is given for living, not for dying. And Jesus is pro-life. He says, I have come. One reason that you might have life mm-hmm. and have it abundantly. Mm-hmm. That's John 10. He says that in response to questions that are asked. So the question is, how do you get this life? 
How can I have? And those of you who are listening to us today, you're probably saying, I want what Cindy's got. I would love to have what Kathy had. The confidence in knowing that grace is enough for me to live. Well, it is it the the I am of who he is and who we are to be is very simple, Cindy. It's A B C. A is that you acknowledge that without him you don't have life eternally. Mm-hmm. We have a life of our own making, which includes all those things that we want to change, but we don't have a life that is eternal that in, in mercy and grace. And then the second thing is you believe that Jesus is the I am. I came. Mm-hmm. And then that C is that you confirm it, you confess it, you speak it with your mouth. And as you believe it in your heart and speak it with your mouth, something exciting happens mm-hmm. in it. The Holy Spirit comes in mm-hmm. and gives us everything we need as we trust him in his truth to be who he has designed us to be. Tell us, tell our friends how they can get in touch with us, Cindy. Ooh, good. Okay, you can call us on the love line, 249-6535, which, by the way, today you have to start using your area code or your phone number, 512-249-6535. Believe me, I've already experienced that firsthand on Verizon. Uh, and you can also catch up with us at lovetalknetwork.com. Kathy promised she's going to do our next blog, so you can, <laughs> you can uh, check yes, us out on Love Talk Network uh, in the next few days. Don't now, don't rush out there too soon. We'll uh, we'll post that, that that audio on Monday and hopefully a blog soon thereafter. And we hope that you have a blessed day. This has been Love Talk on the Word.